0: Well then that's that's the eternal question, right? As an artist, are you there? If if I if I were to say I was there, I don't think I'd be an artist that was of any merit.
1: Welcome everybody to Art Juice. This is honest, generous, and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Alice Sheridan. Me, Louise Fletcher. And this is episode 109, and we are joined today by my colleague and art friend, Gabe Lipper. Now, I never know, do you prefer Gabe or Gabriel?
0: Oh, both work. I always introduce myself as Gabriel because people mistake my name for Dave, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives me, gives me a, and them an option.
1: Okay. And just to confuse people even further, on Instagram, your Instagram handle is totally different. So what's your Instagram handle?
0: Uh, I'm I'm eight, like the number eight paint. Perfect. Eight paint. Yeah.
1: So we thought it would be a lovely time to get Gabe on. Um he and I were a, a coach together. Um we worked together a couple of years ago. And um I just love his way of working because it's it's just exquisite, basically, is the only word for it. Um, but he comes from a really strong uh very well-trained observational background which is kind of stuff that I covered but nowhere near to that extent and we thought that after last week's episode when we were talking about the process of abstraction it would be really nice to have somebody come in who really spends a lot of their time really looking and really seeing and really understanding objective form is that fair to say?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my, that's definitely my background. Can
1: I just interrupt and say on video, you guys can't see this, but we have watched Gabe going from sitting in his studio. Now he's just carrying himself into a cupboard. Can you just tell us what you're doing, please?
0: I'm sorry sorry for that interruption. I'm sure that's distracting. Alice. um, One of the, one of the ways that I stay creative is I, I, I have a, a large studio, but I share it with, um three other artists okay. how's that sound can you tell that I'm in a different it's perfect
1: you're in a box but we can hear you in a box oh wonderful okay
0: so so I share it with um uh a, a, with three other artists yeah and and so when I'm doing a an interview like this I like to honor our creative juice with with um you know a little bit of uh solitary interview time I don't need to I don't need to you know bring that out on, on everybody else. So.
1: Okay, they don't need to hear that. All right, that makes perfect sense. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about your, I suppose, your views, your approach, your attitude to making art and what you do that's so special. But um tell us first of all, we normally talk a bit about what we're working on. When you're not working on what you've been doing we, should, we had a little grumble before we began about okay. all the tech stuff and how none of us started off wanting actually we started off being artists wanting to escape tech and here we are doing lots of it but when you're not doing tech and putting together something magical for other people what does a proper normal working week look like for you
0: well I love that you started that with with the word proper because that's certainly not part of it I, <laughs> I, I wake up I do wake up really early um, I tend to wake up around uh, you know five thirty or six and um, and kind of just get rolling but I, that's a slow, arduous process it, sometimes it involves a quick brisk run um, but but the the studio and and me we don't really meet up until you know 10 yeah um, Yeah, I I don't really, I don't really get cracking in the studio until 10. And then even then creatively, I've found that, um, I'm, I'm pretty worthless, uh, before, before lunch. (laughs) So, (laughs) so there's a lot of kind of walking around, staring at things, futzing, um, taking stock. Um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, for me, I know each, each person organizes themselves differently, but, um, I, I I step away from my work and then I lean into it yeah. and so there's a, a real a real um, kind of natural and organic way of responding to things and and that usually doesn't take place until the, the afternoon and, and then and then I tend to work late um, certainly more difficult with family now you know yeah. if dinner time arrives and then what's this uh, <laughs> but but uh, sometimes I'll pop back to the studio um, even even late late night I, I um i only i only live a block away from my or excuse me a, a mile away from my studio i guess that was oh, a that's nice. yeah yeah so so that's that's really that's really helpful it may, allows me to you know i go back for lunch sometimes things like that but but um, this is this is definitely a huge extension of who i am and so the studio part is is kind of almost as much home to me as the as the um, home
2: perfect market your work yourself is it through galleries and what about that side of your working life
0: yeah i mean that's that's really changed hasn't it through the over the last uh, few years um this the advent of this this digital age that we live in and the way that we're able to reach our audience is really transformed and i've worked with galleries in the past quite a bit um, and that's certainly how i started my career off Um, I have, I have one gallery that I have a really good working relationship right now with and, and I, I send her work, but, um, but for the most part, I, I have been selling through word of mouth and online and it's, it's, it's a, it's a new world. It's incredible to me what kind of potential we have as artists to reach people, like-minded people. and and really directly touch somebody instead of having to have a, a surrogate to speak for us, and, that, and that's that's a really powerful place to be. It's, it gives us more opportunity than I think any artists have ever had in, in, in history.
1: And are you finding that from a buyer point of view that they're enjoying that more as well?
0: Yes, yes. It's an yeah. it's a, you, you're creating an intimate connection with with people in a real way, and and I think for a long time I was standoffish about that because you know, there was this, this cachet that I thought came with, with gallery uh, representation. And, then, and it does, you know, in many galleries, I'm not taking away from that, but um, I found that, um, that, that was, that, that, was catering to kind of an ego that I didn't need to cater to anymore. It is, it it's, you know, if you like my work, mm. buy it and, and people do, <laughs> so it's wonderful. You know, it's just that direct, it's direct. And I, I really prefer that
1: so okay so let's dive in then and we last week we were talking about different stages almost like a continuum because people are often interested about abstraction or they ask how can I make my work looser but then lots of people are trying to mix or wor- understand how they can merge what they're visually inspired by into a painting that feels unique and like their own personal take on it you've got very traditional training right tell us about yeah that.
0: yeah i was i was trained by a, a classically trained uh russian artist for two years and um you know he was he was really from that I, I think originally that was the the french academy style that the russians adopted and now i believe that the chinese have have adopted it as well. So it's a very classical um, representational style. Um, that, that's what, what that, I learned from.
1: What does that mean though when you say a, a very classical style and way of working? What does that mean in terms of how you approach your work?
0: Um, well it's it, my work has changed radically uh, from the time that I you know when I, when I was in school at, at 18 and 20. Um, my work personally has changed but but the, that academic approach is, is one based almost exclusively on observation. And it's that the idea of, of looking at the beauty of our world and, and faithfully recording it. That's the learning at, at, its, at its base
2: and then so how tell us how that's evolved for you you say it's changed dramatically so tell people who maybe haven't heard of you or they haven't looked yet looked you up as they're listening what your work is now how would you describe it now
0: yeah so so i think the limitation um to that form of academia is is that we are we're basically uh become you know human recorders right we you you look at something and you you, you copy it faithfully and then look what you have. You have uh, an identical replica of the thing you just copied or or thereabouts, an approximation. And that internal uh, world that's so rich for us um, oftentimes doesn't, doesn't show up in the work. It's um, It almost, it becomes, it felt to me um, fairly voyeuristic in the sense mm-hmm. that I was only observing what was out, outside of me and I wasn't able to uh, communicate how I felt about it uh, through paint, and and so what I've what my my journey has been my art- artistic journey has been to um to to take that internal um, dialogue that that merge the internal and external worlds because I'm in love with um, the external world I love the beauty of this world but I I have something to contribute as well and I want to I want to share both what I see and then how I feel about it at the same time. And uh, so that's that's what that's where that's what gets me going. You know that's where my art um, really feels the most like me, is when I can share something that I've seen and then tell you how I feel about it visually.
1: So just because I think a lot of people are striving for that or for their version of that, and we're in a hurry, right? We're impatient. How long has it taken you to get to that point? And are you even anywhere near yet where you want to go?
0: Well then that's that's the eternal question, right? As an artist, are you there? If if I if I were to say I was there, I don't think I'd be an artist that was of any merit. <laughs> but so no, I'm not there. I will never be there because that's the creative process is all about pushing and breaking and pushing. But um, but I also I also feel like um Yes, it, it took a little bit of time to learn how to record, but that was the probably the shortest part of the trip on this on this artistic journey. There are some things that are pretty tangible that can be learned, and a lot of times uh, that feels hard, right? It's like it's like the first time that you know you do pushups, you know, God help you. <laughs> I mean, for me at least, I can do three if I if I fall off. I you know it, it's terrible, but. But, uh, you know, if I add one, say each day for a while, all of a sudden you have your chops and it didn't take that long. Um, and I think that's something that's really misunderstood because in the art world for the last hundred years, at least it's, it's kind of been blacklisted. You know, this idea that, you know, you can draw or learn how to do that has been taboo in the, in the certainly in the modern world. And it's nice to know that it's, it's available.
2: One of the questions that you must get asked all the time and that I often get asked is when, when you were saying, um, ha- showing how I feel about something as well as what I'm painting, I was list- thinking everyone listening or lots of people listening are going to be going, yes, but how do you do that? Like, how do you do that? And to me, it feels like that's, the, that's then the question. That's then your job for the rest of your life is to figure that out which sounds like what you're saying once you decided I want to do something more than just copying then it's a journey isn't it to find out how do you actually do that but having said that if you have to I know you teach now and we'll talk about that if you had to tell somebody how do you put the feeling of something into a painting is there a way to tangibly explain that
0: yeah, I think so. I think I think at the heart of that is is we we can't really fully express ourselves until we know the language, and so so I think that really giving yourself that space and being gentle with yourself and allowing yourself to learn the language of visual art of painting um, and and making room for yourself not the the the. This service I did in my growth early on was that I learned something, and then I I fixated on it, and I and mm-hmm. I went down this rabbit hole of I've got to get better, and I've got to you know I've got to earn this my chops chops chops, and at in that same moment when I learned it, of course I want to continue on in that practice, but then it's time to stretch and grow and learn more, and so like continuing that that walk of learning. The expression comes. It's actually not something. I think people focus maybe a little too much on how do I say that specific mm-hmm. thing, and it's the action of painting that allows us to have that full expression. Mm. And uh, so, so you know, just by just by um, learning, there's so much to learn about color, and there's so much to learn about you know, well, form. If you're interested in 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 form, um, so just continuing that process of learning, and then and then. Simultaneously, at the same time, that's redundant. <laughs> uh, letting yourself ask, you know, who am I? Those two things can occur at the same time. It's not I need to learn how to draw, so I'm going to draw these flowers until I've mastered flowers. Well, what if you don't even like flowers? Ask yourself if you like flowers first, and and that that's a really that's an important part of this process and you'll see that in a lot of the great artists at least that I admire they will they they dive full on into the study yeah and then then they then they drop back and they give themselves some room to really tear it down but first the study and then the tear down
2: yeah
1: I I really like that and I think what I appreciate about the way that you do it and I think that people People often underestimate this. And I know that we we get people who say, you know, I want to make abstract work. And then they start doing it and they go, well, you know, it's it's hard. And it's like, right. yeah. Right. Like, like it can be really hard. But actually, it's easier if you also understand what it takes to draw in normal terms, like how you create and cajole a line across. A page to be descriptive of weight and heaviness and lightness and what that might represent to you in terms of the way the light is touching something or all of those kind of things, how you use that line, which you learn from traditional learning, looking, drawing, measuring, testing, adjusting where it's all positioned. When you do that, then it's much easier to to take something into an abstract form that is going to have a similar kind of impact because you've learned that language.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I feel like what we really nailed it when you started r- rolling down that list. It's all of that. It's the act, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. the learning comes um, so much from doing. We've I've been playing with this uh, hashtag twenty one a week, and basically the idea is it's five minute sketches. So do a five minute sketch and you do three of those a day, you know, mm. in a sketchbook, it's, that's 15 minutes. And if you do that over the course of a week, you've, you've got 21 sketches. And th- the reason I'm so, you know, so in love with this idea is because that really is enough to, you know, plant the seeds of just of action. And I think you're doing a 100 day challenge as well. Is that right? Or I've heard of that.
1: I'm. I'm not actually doing it this year. I'm doing a kind of. Um not because I'm it's a busy time so I didn't commit to doing something every day. Is that
0: that's is that is that yours or that no no I've I've seen it floating around in our ether so I know that's a
1: bigger thing that somebody else does but it's a similar idea you take an idea and you explore it and I'm kind of doing that with the different elements of things that I'm interested in interested in too. I have to say that like when you say sketch I don't know if it's just me but like the word sketch kind of makes me cringe a little bit and I'll tell you why and I know that lots of people use it and I'm perfectly happy that it's a really personal thing but let me just share this and explain why why I think that there's a difference because it might just help in terms of what you're saying a sketch to me feels like something that you do a bit flippantly a bit insignificantly like you might hold your pencil in a kind of not not you know wishy-washy way that you're not yes (laughs) Everyone yeah. can see me pulling faces. Um,
0: yeah, no, you can you're hear not, it though.
1: <laughs> you're not really thinking about what you're doing and you just do a little bit of shading here and there. And it's just a bit you weak. Study. You prefer a study. I prefer study. I like, I think it's important. Does, it can be quick. Don't get me wrong. It can be thirty second quick. It doesn't have to take a long time. But if you just kind of do a sketch without thinking, what am I looking at? What do I want to tell you in this drawing? That's why I think it's a study, not a sketch.
2: I'm just thinking, oh no, in my book, I have a whole chapter on my sketches before I did this. <laughs> but this is why it's personal, you see.
0: Yeah, well, and, and, because I, when I think of sketch, I think of, uh, of acting and right. the sketches that people do are, are usually very light and whimsical and there that can be very entertaining. And so for me, that word is, is kind of loaded with whimsy and, and, and maybe carelessness as well. But, but I think, you know, the response to sketch, I mean, it's gonna be different for each person, but what I get with a lot of my students is, oh, I need to draw. You know, oh, I, I really should draw. It's a should, and, mm. it's, and it's so unfortunate because um, if, we can, if we can couch it differently and, and be like, no, you know, you're going to bed, you have your tea, it's, it's late, you haven't done anything. You haven't even gotten to the studio today. You can have your sketchbook there. 15 minutes later, you've achieved something really wonderful. You've drawn your, your spouse's toes. It's you know, what, whatever, it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful that way. And, and uh, so for me, I think it's, it's kind of, it creates a bit of liberty. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that sketches necessarily should be good if anything especially if you're just starting the first sketchbook is going to be terrible and Mm. most likely every sketch in there was not going to be particularly worth looking at but it's the action of doing Uh, there's a a rule of sevens I kind of follow if you do seven sketches at least one of them
1: Mm. is
0: going to teach Mm. you something yeah uh you know and probably true with paintings as well right I mean we, we we can't land them all um but there's but there's always the standout and uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's something about that 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 um, that I, I love.
1: And that's a good ratio, isn't it? Look, seven things, and there'll be one of them in there.
0: You you know it. You know it. Right. It's, it's, you can be confident in that. You can lean in on that and say, you know what, that one is certainly better than those six. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's something, isn't it? <laughs> I think
2: yeah. Last year I went through your course. Um, so Gabe teaches a course, what is the course called Gabe?
0: It's, it's called Learning to See.
2: Learning to See, so I went through this course and one of the things that really surprised me on this topic of drawing is that you were very relaxed about, you had a lovely relaxed way of encouraging people to draw who had never drawn. So you took some of the fear out of it by saying things like, well, here's how you can project something to be able to sure. do and, and you gave different techniques to kind of give a shortcut so that people could make something they were satisfied with. And I wondered if that was a journey for you. Like in have you ever been given your classical training, would you once upon a time have said, no, you must be able to, you must learn to draw and you must really do it well and then you can move on. And and well, if, see- if that is a journey, what's made it change? Uh,
0: you know, that's, that echoes the voice of my instructor, of course, you know, and, and probably many people's um, experience with, with art schools, if they have that, that classical background or they were introduced to it, especially as a young person, we're so impressionable. Um, there is a lot of that demonizing around different processes. And that's, I think that's unfortunate because it can scare us off. If we can't do it on our own, if, we, you, know, if you can't walk the line, then, then you you're, fail. And um, I don't know if, if you have or haven't, but, but if, you, if you were to trace out an image on a, on a canvas and then try to color it in, it actually turns out not to be that easy. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. And people, people complain that they end up getting really tight when they're doing that because they're, they're trying to color in the lines and so that might be one of the downsides of, of that process, but to but to throw it out altogether is is kind of like um, you know could stop somebody from doing anything, and that's the last thing we want to do. There's so many ways to get there, and and they're all valid, and um, and they're going to move you forward.
1: I think where it's really interesting is that it can break down, and I love that your that your course is called Learning to See, but it can break down. We make these assumptions about what we're seeing. Don't we? And about what it means, and I think when you study something, as in, and it's often easier, isn't it, to do it from something that's flat, photographically already, because it's already made that jump from three dimensions into two. Like if I if I said to mo- or if we say to most people, you know, draw a face people get it wrong, like they tend to make the eyes too big, they tend to make them too high, all the proportions are, you know, wrong compared to what they really are on our face, because we have this interpretation of what's important to us, That eyes are important to us, and we, t- we just tend to do them bigger, because you don't normally stop and look. When you do something that involves tracing like that, you realize quite how many assumptions that you might be making wrong and it's the same with figure drawing and foreshortening and all of those things you kind of think this feels really odd and yet you draw it exactly the way that your image is and you think but that looks right because it is right and you think okay I must not jump to these conclusions ever again about this part being longer than I really have to look because it's never quite the way you assume it to be is it you have to look
0: yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's, that's at the crux of it. It's, it's when we really, when we are looking, when we're really looking, you start to see shapes for what they are instead of making assumptions okay. about what, what something should look like. And, and tracing's a, a you know, a definitely a wonderful first step in just realizing that, that, that you don't see that eye behind sticking out behind the nose, you, you know, it's hidden back there or those kind of things occur to you. And it's, it's just a step, but if we, but if we start saying, you know, if you, if you saw a baby crawling and, and you said, get up, (laughs) you know, like really (laughs) just give people, give people some room here. And, and, um, so that's, that's, that's part of the process. There's, there's so much to it. I don't, um, the, 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 the sketching that I'm talking about, excuse the word, but the (laughs) sketching I'm talking about, I really do recommend that we draw from from life, from our observation rather than from photos because of what you've been discussing, which is this idea that, that if it's flattened already for you, you can kind of see the shapes. And here we have to really stretch our minds and, and see if we can perceive what's in front of us, actually perceive the world in front of us. And I think that's also a really wonderful way of falling in love with the world in front of you. I, you know, I can have, I've had friends who I've known for years and then we'll be sitting in a cafe and I, and I draw them. And it's like, I've seen them for the first time.
2: Mm. And
0: that's, that I think is, is really at the heart of the kind of artist that I am. I love really just really looking. Sometimes, you know, it creeps people out. <laughs> <laughs> but Especially yeah.
2: You're on the subway or something with strangers and you're sitting there. Drawing oh, I do it. I do it.
0: You know, I'm the guy with the sketchbook in the corner and uh, you know, but fortunately, they, they come out okay, and so people usually aren't too bothered, but there I am.
2: <laughs> well, what is it, tell us about what it's been like taking all this knowledge and training that you've had and all these years of experience that you've been a professional painter. How many actual years of experience is it now?
0: Oh, that's, that's a number. Um, <laughs> it just depends, you know, it depends. If it, uh, <laughs> Where are you counting? from? a lot, a lot uh you, i mean i've been doing you? it professionally for well over 20 years oh. um and and i and i and i grew up um drawing uh to kind of express myself and process the world when i was a little kid yeah Did, i was a, an only child as a young kid and my mom wouldn't let me have tv so uh what are you gonna do it was yes. <laughs> it was me and the, me and the paper <laughs> <laughs> could be worse yeah yeah it came out okay
2: all those years of experience all that knowledge and then you decide you're going to share that with people in this course that you developed uh two two years so last year and then you're doing it again this year yeah Um, and we'll talk about that course for anybody who's interested so don't worry we'll tell you all about it because it's coming up but how did you go about kind of taking all of that and putting it into this structured course because i found that challenging to structure my course what
0: was part of that came from i guess um you know i have been teaching Uh, for over 15 years, and so over that, over the course of that, and then I think of, you know, my, the teaching that I had, so it's a combination of the things that I've learned throughout my career, Um, and there were also pitfalls in my learning, and I wanted my students to be able to avoid those, some of those, you know. I, I didn't want them to get stuck in a, in a genre, or to feel, you know, that they were, um, trapped by some dogma. And there's a lot of that in art and on both sides of the spectrum too. I mean, you know, there's that in abstract art and there's that in, in representational art as well. Both camps a lot really thrive on dismissing the other one. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, you know? And, and right now in this world though, we're in this beautiful place where really anything does go and, and you can see those kind of two camps merging uh, all that creativity and so that's what that's what I'm after is I want to I want to take abstraction I want to take realism I want to take m- my favorite parts of both of those uh, concepts and and just smush them.
2: Now, that is a it's a big movement obviously at the moment disrupted realism is what it's now being called and I keep getting asked all the time can you get someone on to show us disrupted realism, and it's a lot more complicated than it at first seems, I mean just recently I had to paint a portrait for this book I'm creating, I had to do a portrait from a photograph which should have been easier because it's already flat as we've agreed, it wasn't easy and I also wanted it to have a loose feel, I wanted it to be a likeness with a loose feel, that is really hard, that is really hard to achieve when you're not experienced and fluent in that language so it's not as easy as people i i can't imagine you can just go oh here's a here's how you do it like so how do you approach showing people how to blend those two is what i'm really getting at
0: well again i think it's 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 really about mastering the language and then we can we can apply our own um notes if if you will you know we we can we can write our own music but but um but really, what what is what's at the heart of this? Are you know there's the elements of of being able to see a shape or a, or a or a figure or what have you, and then there's value, and there's color and the way that those play with each other and how they relate, and um and then leaving room, and I think that was the part in my early career that I was missing was leaving room, having having a figure and also allowing for that paint to to do its dance. Um so, so being able to, to see, hey, this is a beautiful bit of, of color coming through. I can leave that just because it doesn't match the flesh on her face doesn't mean it doesn't work right now. So that, that kind of being open to, you know, the playground and looking at that.
2: I was actually thinking about you when I was battling with this portrait, I was thinking about you because you had said to me once, sometimes I'll paint the face, I'll get the likeness and then I'll sand it all away and I finally got the likeness after a week of working like nonstop. stop and I was like Gabe would sand this away now and and make it really interesting then paint it again. I was like no, I'm just leaving it. (laughs)
0: well and you know this comes with confidence uh of course you know because those portraits are hard-earned it's easy to change a shape it's a lot easy it's a lot easier to change a shape than it is to change a face isn't it like if you've if you've spent 10 hours on something are you really going to just paint over it Eh, it's harder it's harder to let go of that because it's there's a visceral response we we're only here for so long on this earth (laughs) i mean you know But 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 it is um, what's interesting about that that oftentimes happens with a, with a sick when you sand back is that there's a ghost image there. You're you found those edges, you found those shapes, and, and you can find them again. Hmm. And learning to trust that is is really maybe at the heart of it. So when, when you sand back, you'll realize, hey, that portrait's still there, and I like what that little bit that happened over here, and I'm interested in this, and I, and I'm going to put that other thing back. And that of course takes, you know, being comfortable making the right value, making the right color when you put something back. Um, but but it's, it's, it's doable and, and it's, it is achievable. And one thing I will say is that um, one of the most rewarding parts of switching to this, this online format um, is that I'm realizing that the students are able to revisit the lesson and really spend time, take time, and and do it at their at at their pace, and the results are just exponential. When when you're trying to take all of this information in in such a quick amount of time at a you know at a workshop or something, if you you know if you're live in a in a in a classroom, it's so overwhelming. And then you get back to the studio and you're like, what did I just learn? What did I just learn? And there's this kind of desperation that kicks in. But here, it just sits there, and you, you refresh and. Check it out again. I, I, I'm seeing that pay off for, for the students. They're, they're getting the um they're they're making the jumps.
1: So this is the second year that you run this. What was your what was your favorite part? So you've already said that, you know, there are these ben- these benefits from doing it. What were your favorite parts? What what parts surprised you from working with these other people? Or or did everybody kind of follow according to how you would expect them to be learning or were there moments where you really thought that part i do that part in my course really well look that part really sang to people what's your favorite bit
0: um you know i don't know how this is going to come off but my my favorite part of last year's course um is what i'm seeing now in the Mm. posts of of the students who took it, it's actually it wasn't in the course. The course is pretty dense, and you know, there's of course there's some overwhelm, and people are learning a lot, and they and and the work was you know really wonderful and interesting, but it's their first shot at it, right? That's not that's not where the expectation should be,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: you know they have the course for a year, so so they're going through it again. Uh, one of the students started a thing called reboot. So she's 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 going through the whole process again, uh, step by step. It's it's fantastic, and and now I'm starting to see the penny drop, and mm-hmm. and the students' work is take, is making that shift, and that, I guess that's what I was addressing earlier is this idea that that it's it's happening and and you you see you know we I had some beginners in that course that are completely transformed as artists. And, and this is in a matter of, you know, half a year really, because it was last year, but it was just in the fall. Um, and that, that blew me away. Um, and I'm really, I'm honored to be a part of that because you, you don't get to see that kind of, it, one of the wonderful things, of course, again, about online is they're posting their work. So I get to watch. Yeah. You can you follow know.
1: them on. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, my students in, in a class, they go home and they work in their studio. Oftentimes I never got to see even what they've achieved. And it would surprise me years later when I'd see their work and I'd go, wow, look at this, you know, but I had no idea. So this is really a wonderful way to kind of keep that community going.
2: I think that's a measure of a really good course is that it keeps giving after you you finish it. If it's a really good course, it's it's, as you said earlier, dense with lots of information that you digest some of it during the course and you definitely see improvements and things start to get exciting. But if you stick at it, it keeps giving and you keep learning at a deeper level just from doing the work, but you have the teacher's voice in the back of your head all of the time, as I had yours saying you should send that base up. You have that because there's some- well, I don't know if I
0: use the word should, Louise. Just <laughs> no, it's, it's totally just an option.
2: <laughs> what would happen if you send it? But your course, it was, I I say to the people in my group, I don't recommend very many courses and I always make sure I've done them first before I can say to other people that I think they're good. But I thought yours was amazingly comprehensive. Like if you want to paint realistically, which I really don't. So some people might say, well, why did you sign up? Well, I just like really learning and I like seeing what's available so I can recommend it to other people or not. But it, it, you, you really went into those topics in great depth. I, I particularly love the color module because that applied just as much to me, you know, as it did to the people painting realistically. But each module was comprehensive. So if, it, if you're looking for something that is, um, that, that's helping you do representational work in a more loose and expressive and personal way, I, I, I recommend your course, so I'll do that part for you. So if people, can, you were mentioning that there's some free elements to this and some people might not know about that. Do you want Do you want to tell us about how that's working?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so each time that I, I launched this course, uh, I created three um, workshop videos. It's a free online workshop that I've been running and it's a three part video series uh, with a with a live Q and A after, which is then recorded, so you can now go and see all three of these workshops and follow the live Q and A after. I mean, it's it's recorded Q and A, but post post live, um, and get a taste of what I how I how I teach, what I think, what I do, um, and I think it's really helpful. I don't I don't. Think, you know, unless you know this is the course for you, or you've seen me teach in the past, um, go watch the the workshops. Yeah, that gives you a much much better sense of who I am as a as a teacher, as a person, the direction I'm going to be going, um, because because you know it's a it's a it's a big course, and there's no reason to jump off the deep end. Uh, you know, take put your toe in the water, and then jump off. so I think I guess that's what I'd say I uh you know watch the courses I'm really proud of them they they came out pretty well so you know it's a it's an honest um kind of example of of my teaching
1: yeah it's really thorough I mean you very kindly gave me to access to it which I haven't I haven't followed through every single thing because I haven't had the time but I've deliberately looked around and I think if you really want if you've got that yearning to learn how to understand more what i've seen of it is great i mean we we talk a lot we have a lot of people on here talking about what they're doing and what they're sharing we've had laura horn we've had karen stamper we've had all sorts of people at the end of the day it's your choice as an artist who you learn from in exactly the same way that it's your choice you know, what you paint, what you want to study, where you want to put your time next, you can't do it all. But you can choose what feels right for you and your next level of inquiry. And I think that it really, it fills a space that I haven't seen answered by anybody else so um it's definitely it's definitely worth going to have a look so as we're recording this by the time you listen to it as gabe says all of those free lessons will be available so what's the best place for people to come and find that
0: um it would be online <laughs> he can't even remember dot, well no it's online.artofgabriel.com free workshop you can have that link uh you know obviously up but um but also, you can find me at uh, Gabriel Mark Lipper Fine Art on Facebook. Um, Art of Gabriel's my website, and Eight Paint is my Instagram.
1: So there'll be um, a link from there, won't there, when this is out? So yeah, there's can links everywhere, up.
0: but 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 you'll have the link up, right? So yeah,
1: yeah, we'll have the link up, but sometimes people don't know where to go in show notes to find things. So at Eight Paint is Instagram, and there'll be a link in there when this is is going out. Yeah,
0: just link in the bio you know how Instagram works you've got to go yeah dig around and find it but it's there
1: And from the time that this is going out so people will have another week or so to make up their mind and have a look and see if this is the right thing for them.
0: Yeah I think we'll be closing the card on on the first I, I believe March 1st so um you know I'll double check that but I think that's about right so at least a couple days you know jump on jump on the workshops they're not long they're concise you'll get you'll get everything you need out of that you'll you'll say all right yes no maybe so you'll know
1: and can I just say this kind of chilled honesty this is (laughs) what this is what you'll get this is why I love it when artists teach because it's always done with such an open degree of sharing this is what I do here it is have it take
0: it from me suck me dry it took me. It took me a long time to uh, to actually even be able to share anything. I did all this art making, you know, in a in a cave. Yeah. It, it, so so this has been a huge step for me. Talk about growth as an artist. Yeah. Putting putting myself out into this you know virtual world and meeting so many. I mean thousands of people now. Uh, it's it's been incredible and. Um, it's you know I've had to put my uh, grown-up pants on. It's, it's 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 great. It's been wonderful.
1: But there's also quite a high level of it. It's a slightly well, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to be this year. But last year, because it was new, it wasn't quite as big as some other places. So I think that's also perhaps worth mentioning, isn't it? That.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's an, it's an intimate program. I can say I can safely say that. You know, we're not we're not scaled at a at a large scale. It's just getting started and. You know, I don't know what the future holds. There's a lot of different directions to go there, but right now it's gonna be, um, you know, it's a hands-on intimate program. I'm, I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really appreciate that both of you are so willing to um, talk to me about it and share it with me. I, I've um, had the pleasure, Alice, of working with you and teaching you, Louise. And I am um, honored to be on your show. I've wanted to be on your show forever. <laughs>
1: you're very welcome thanks for being here yeah so um you know we like to wrap up with something inspirational to or something that's entertaining to set you off on your creative week with and when we joined today all of us kind of went nothing facebook's <laughs> annoying zoom's annoying We're spending far too long on tech. So I've got something for you, which is going old school. And I know that we have, um, we had some books last week for drawing. So this is my book that I'm really enjoying at the moment. Mm -hmm. Roger Cecil, a secret artist. And um, look, notes and everything. And let me just show you guys some so that you can ooh.
0: oh yeah those are beautiful beautiful
1: he is and i i didn't really know that much about him i must admit that i kind of stole it from somebody else's i saw them looking at it on instagram and i thought oh that looks really good he's he's a welsh artist who um had a scholarship for the royal college of art and then went along and decided that he didn't really want to be influenced by anybody else so he left and he went back to Wales, and he spent his life, he um, worked as a labourer in order to fund what he did, and he just spent his life discovering what kind of artist he was gonna be. And his house mm. was his studio, and he just just made this work. Didn't really exhibit a huge amount, I think, when he was alive, so that's why it's called A Secret Artist, but I'm reading that. That's my bedtime reading at the moment, Uh, and I'm really, really enjoying it. lovely
0: that's a beautiful story i i've got to look him up um, for sure because that's that's i love the big marks and the
1: thing is that they're based you know it's one of those things that this crosses this bridge that we're talking about between abstract and inspiration and looking and seeing there is as much seeing in there as there is in the kind of work that you make but it's done through a different totally different filter yeah Um, yeah that's what I love about making art is that everybody gets to choose that for themselves.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Hey, I, I, we don't have to put it in there, but can I bring a book too? Yeah, to <laughs> like, oh, Let me <laughs> just—I just this is this guy Clifford Wilton. This is Nick's dad. Uh, had, has this had, had a couple of this guy's paintings, and it's just, oh, he's he's great. So just okay. get your book. All right. This might be a difficult book to find, actually uh raymonds oh yeah staprands okay raymond staprands and um uh, see if i can find something i mean if i can find something please they're all amazing but uh he's he's a representational slash
1: i now i remember some of these being shown
0: yeah he's just just gorgeous work they're they're painterly and um weird
1: yes yeah. so, beautiful so just to describe so these are they're kind of more geometric so they're landscape but broken down into more geo geogra- ge- geometric placement but the way that they're actually painted they've got beautiful yeah marks to them and color variations and Drawn yeah, over. so
2: he's he's
0: painting, you know, representational objects, but almost from his head, you know, based on some knowledge, obviously, but but uh, just it's about it's about paint and it's about play, yeah. and uh, it's just a wonderful. Um, yeah, I love his I love his work. It's really inspirational.
1: Right, so we've got off into a totally different thread here, but it's just quite interesting, isn't it? About this idea of. Being inspired by versus being led by.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's
1: interesting because that work is not like your work at all, and yet you're. No, fun.
0: but but I, but it moves me, right? So. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's this kind of amazing, sort of untouchable thing. That yeah, you see does. work
0: sometimes. I see work, and I and I and I think to myself. There's, there's a master, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, you know, if I, if I watch a beautiful opera, I don't necessarily want to sing like the soprano. I just want to, I just want to listen. You know, I just want to hear it. And, and I think it's the same for painting. Oftentimes I, I look at work and I go that that's just stunning, but I have my own voice and I'm getting more and more comfortable with that voice. Um, I'm curious to explore where that takes me, um, but they can, you know, an artist can inspire you.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, these are the highlight of my week doing these and it's lovely when we have such interesting and funny and entertaining guests. So thank you so much for your time, Gabe and good luck with learning to see. And I hope lots of people find their way over to you to find out more about it.
0: Thanks so much, Alice and Louise. It's been really, it's been really fun. Right, we should do it again. Yeah. Right,
1: better let you go and get on.
0: Okay. Well, when COVID's over, I want to come over there. To I, I, I'm just gonna be honest because I grew up in Portland and it was rainy, so I, I always felt like you know England <laughs> was out. <laughs> and now, but I, I've, I've made friends and I wanna, I wanna come over. So. Okay. Yeah. Someday. Okay. I, I want to come and visit you guys. I miss traveling so much, and and now you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Good. Bye.
1: good luck. Bye. 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 should really do we should really do a live podcast that is just like this this is what happens when you decide that you will do other things instead of just painting and be happy just just paint and be happy don't try to drive yourself crazy it
0: felt good i mean it was a good course and people were thrilled but um just like Ah! <laughs> Just, uh. All
1: right. well, this is a funny thing isn't it everyone always says oh you've got it so much together and it's like uh seriously no
0: yeah. um that's believe it or not that's my team calling me even though everyone knows that i have this meeting so um